You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. Three! It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan Live. The weekend is so soon. It is. It's been a, it's been a rough week. It's been a slog. Uh, shout out to uh, my boy Dave, who was listening to the show and said, Hey, I'm in Red Deer this weekend. I'll pick up your wallet for you. No way! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Guess who's got his weekend back? Woohoo! Dave, you're a legend. Dave is a legend. We gotta get Dave something. <laughs> a firm handshake? We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Firm handshake, web to web, three pumps, eye contact. <laughs> Whoa! Thanks, Dave. Three pumps, George. My God, that's how you're supposed to do a proper handshake. What if I only want to do two? What if I can't? <laughs> La- hey, uh, never hey. mind. Because you're a psycho. Then if you do it that way, I am a bit of a psycho. Dave likes golf. Maybe I'll buy him a sleeve or a round or something we'll like take that. Take him. Yeah, I'll take him for free somewhere. Speargrass Golf Course. Legends. You should take them. Uh, by the way, we're live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The bottom of the hour, uh, we're giving away the ridiculous prize we have. Yes. Um, the Shaw Charity. What a package, George. What a package. Yeah, two, two packages worth $3,000. One on the phone line, one via the text line. It's simple. We're asking you this question. The Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than blank. The Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than blank. 960, 960, name and location. I'm we'll really, wrap up the show I'm really enjoying the entries today. They are quite good. Patrick, how is it fun vetting some of these text messages? Oh, they're good. These are, these are fun ones. There's some filth in there. Of course there is. Please refrain uh, from uh, talking about the male genitalia. We got back-to-back Ron Jeremy texts. Yeah. yeah. Again, about two very different things. predictable. Yes. <laughs> I know our listeners like the back of my hand already. <laughs> like, I'm in your kitchen. Yeah. Like, I know you. <laughs> George is rent-free in your head, bro. Yeah, it's like, and then it's the obligatory, more than George has time off. Yeah, Of course yeah. those are coming, too. <laughs> yep, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I'm off Monday, Tuesday. So, um, we, <laughs> it's been a tough week. Yeah, grind it out, bud. We got a big-time guest coming up in 10 minutes. Can, Can we I announce say it, now? it now? Can we? I oh, think... just announce it. Yeah, he's going to be on the did, air in 10 minutes. Did you get minutes. the email confirmation? I didn't get no email. Just announce well, it. Well, he's going to be on the show, so... <laughs> announce it. All right. Uh, 2009 <laughs> Open champion, multiple PGA Tour uh, winner, Stuart Sink, going to join us in 10 minutes. Hell yeah. Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah, that's another big name. We just added to the roster. Yep. Like, I think that's it. I don't think they can add any more. This thing is filling <laughs> out. Like, yep. we were talking about those uh, honorary observer passes, which are the ones that get you like in between the ropes, and you get to actually follow the golfers around. You should probably use it Friday or Saturday, and then use the you can, like breathe heavy. You can breathe hot air in their necks. Yeah, and then you can get gross, and then you can get the VIP tent room for the Sunday when you watch the guys yep. finish up on eighteen, which would be the way to do it. But like you will have a difficult decision to pick as far as who you are going to follow. Mm-hmm. That those are champagne problems, Matty. Stuart Sink, John Daly, Mike Weir, mm-hmm. Marco Mira, Marco Mira, mm-hmm. Red Couples. Oh my goodness! Jerry Kelly, who Jerry we had Kelly, on defending. You champ. know who my dad was so stoked on last time we were there was. Um, 
Padraig Harrington, who's actually Potty. been playing on the yeah. tour quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Actually had a couple of good showings at the majors this Think year. Fink is still on tour as well. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, it's time for the Speargrass Golf Show, and it's brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course, Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience just 30 kilometers southeast of the city. Um, did you guys see this uh, Phil Mickelson story yesterday? I, um, yeah, yeah, it was hard to miss this one yesterday. He now denies that he ever bet on the Ryder Cup. Well, that he one, even to. in the story, they're yeah. like, he didn't, he tried to. Yeah. And like, he denied know. that he even tried, but mm. uh, in a latest tweet. Mm. But he's fully aware of his gambling addictions. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's, and good for him. He said he's yeah. gotten some help and he's in a good spot right now and, and good for uh, Phil Mickelson. Uh, Billy Walters is a legendary uh, sports gambler. Mm. Um, who is a very controversial sports better? Spent time in the, the Steel Hotel. Oh. Um, he says he uh, <laughs> he was able to uh, partner up with Phil Mickelson uh, because Phil's limits were so incredibly large on offshore sports books. They could throw a lot of cheddar down. You see some of these numbers from Phil Mickelson when it comes to betting. Oh, they are preposterous. Uh, one thousand one hundred and fifteen amount of times Phil Mickelson bet one hundred and ten thousand dollars to win a hundred k. That was like his standard unit. Yeah. Which like someone compared it online like he made 60 million dollars in some of those years. So it's the equivalent of someone who makes like 100 and 100,000 a year betting 150 dollars on every single bet that they make, which like yeah. that feels high to me. Like if you're making 100,000 dollars, every bet is 150 bucks, you're going to be you're going to be out of luck pretty quick yeah. there, right? But nevertheless, it, it does kind of put it in Perspective a little bit more than just saying $110,000 per bet, right? Um, 858 amount of times Phil Mickelson bet 220000 to win two hundred k Was feeling good about those ones. Double, double unit? Oh, yeah. We all been there. This one's and, a um, lock. Why are they at plus money? Was? I want to know. Yeah, um, wanna... And uh, 3,154 amount of bets made in 2011, averaging almost nine per day. Like, which seems like the standard for most people now. Obviously, yeah, not throwing no, around nine that type bets of money. A day is not standard, Patrick. I don't know, man. Gen no, Z is gambling like crazy. It's true, they are. <laughs> like it's the, scary. Like the other thing here too in Zed. <laughs> Zed is okay. anyway. There was like one funny. baseball game or one day I think where he placed thirty-seven bets on baseball. Forty-three, or, or was, was it one game or was it one day? Forty-three MLB bets in one day. Yeah. Like, listen, if you're doing... Now, granted, going back to $110,000 a bet, okay, that feels excessive. That means that you spent a lot of money that day on throwing down bets. But, like, when the Super Bowl rolls around or, like, I got a quiet day and I know I'm going to be watching sports, yeah, I'll open up the app and I'll throw down, like, five, six, seven, eight bets on different props and stuff like that just to make sure I got a horse in the race. I don't think the number of bets that he's placing is totally over the top. I think sometimes it's it's excessive, yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. But is it like totally preposterous like the numbers, like the the financial numbers? Not necessarily in my opinion. Um there's some uh crazy stuff here. Apparently uh it was nothing for Phil to bet 20 grand on a uh on a long shot five team NBA parlay. <laughs> it was nothing for him. You love a good five legger too, right? Oh, especially the long shot for more, Tony Gurr. More legs, the better. Five legs, and they're all plus money. You're like, what? What? What are we doing here? Yeah, um, Phil. Uh, Phil liked to uh, 
dabble and said, again, luckily, um, he's not, uh, he's gotten some help for his gambling addiction, doesn't hide from the fact that he's done that. Uh, also said, denied the fact that he bet on the Ryder Cup. Never did that. And then did you hear um, Rory <laughs> McIlroy yesterday? Yeah. Uh, he, he won't get, at least he won't be uh, get to bet on it this year because he won't be. Yeah. Rory McIlroy right. humor is so funny to everybody. Well, GVP so mentioned it earlier. So how, how long is that stick going to last yeah. with Rory hating on Liv and Phil? Yeah, it's actually, kind of annoying, in my opinion. Like, get over it, dude. Yeah, like, like, Settle down. Well, you just do, play the damn game. Listen, Good for your listen, morals, bud. <laughs> listen, uh, we all know uh, that Saudi uh, PIF fund uh, is just dripping with blood money. Uh, but also, it's not like the... And uh, this is all what made me laugh. And I've talked about this. The PGA Tour... Um, as direct uh, stuff with the Chinese government. So let's dial it back on uh, our morality here. Mm -hmm. Because if there's one government that is the beacon of human rights, it's the Chinese government. So let's no, dial it back. I, and I know that you... the PGA Tour is so innocent. It's like, get out of here with No, that. but, and, and that's true, sure, by all uh -huh. means, and you bring this up. But is it relevant to what we're talking about with Rory McElroy? Like, it is a little bit because yeah, he's like, oh, I'm for the PGA Tour. Well, they're not angels either. That's what I'm saying. I I don't know the if, lesser evil. But is Rory mad because of where the money has come from, or is Rory mad because this group came in and totally upset everything that Just he knew his game and understood, yeah. and and then he got put in a position where I wouldn't be surprised if the PGA said, hey, you need to kind of be our guy on this. You got to be our almost spokesperson leading the way for us on this. And as a result, it overtook his life, and he couldn't get away from it. But I don't know if like, necessarily it's like, oh, I just hate Liv because it's all dirty money. Like, yeah, obviously, the, you work for corporations. And like, mm -hmm. I think we all understand that to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. you don't always do it in the most positive ways. You, like, you, you sometimes got to cut a few corners and... Make it happen, right? Like that—that's kind of my point. Like, yeah, sure, all bad money. They all—they're all in bed with bad people. By all means, sure, whatever. But like for me with Rory, it's more about just the oh, I don't like live because they've upset everything that's around me. And I agree with GVP in the sense where it's like, dude, just now you guys are all, all together. You were upset about it. Now it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Rory's salary hasn't won a major since 2014, which is will be it. Yeah, and like I don't think Rory's like oh. I can't believe I didn't make the same money these guys are. Like, I'm sure there's a certain part of that, but at the same time, like, what is Rory out? Rory ain't crying tonight. Yeah, no money. Trying to cobble together food stamps? Like, yeah. come on now. It's a weird fight, and now that they're going to be merged, it's like I'm done with the whole golf fighting. It, it doesn't matter anymore. You're all going to be partners here in a year or two anyway. I am fascinated to see what the 2024 season does look like overall. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, yeah. And again, it's golf fans, and there's a lot of them out there. It's all about the uh, the major championships, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. Like, it's great that the tour and everybody watches, like, these big tournaments throughout the year, you know, Bay Hill, the Memorial, you know, Pebble Beach, whatever, whichever one you want to talk about. But it's all about the major championships anyway, first and foremost. That and then, like, Ryder and President's Cup feel like they're second. Yeah, and then for sure. after that, it's either the playoffs or the elevated events, and I don't know if there's much of a discrepancy between the two of them. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Just like uh, again, uh, I want to ask uh, Stuart Sting, Stuart Sink, when he joins us coming up. Stuart Sink. Oh. Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> you can clip, that. clip it. Um, 
He definitely doesn't because he's a professional golfer. Oh, I, no, um, he, he's, I hope he's a clean guy. What? Like <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau shot a fifty-eight. Yeah. last week. I just want to ask him what's the lowest score he's ever shot on a golf course. Like if mm. he's playing like a dumpy muni and he's out there, yeah, he's like yeah, I <laughs> shot fifty-three. Muni. I'm like what? <laughs> Ripping the thing apart. That's what I mean. I, that's what I want to ask him. The problem is like. I, I think that with some of these guys, they're like, you know, there's a point of a course where you're like, I can't play my game as a professional because this course is not in the shape that I'm used to. Like, there's a certain course that is near downtown that is a public course that a lot of people like. And it's great and all, but they also have like totally destroyed greens because no one fixes their ball mark. And I don't care how big of a which pro is you are. blasphemy. Oh, it's terrible. It's awful. If there's one thing you should do. Uh, is fixed greens. hundred uh, percent. Every single time. I, I don't find care it where you're playing. So cathartic. Yeah, uh, it absolutely is. Uh, he is a PGA and Champions Tour player. He's the 2009 Open champion. Joining us here on the Speargrass Golf Show, we say good morning to Stuart Stink. Uh, Stuart, Stuart Sink. Oh, my goodness. That's twice I've blown your name. Stuart, good morning. How are you? <laughs> it's a confusing name. A little bit of a tongue twister. So, it is. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, again, I'm just a mediocre broadcaster with the privilege of interviewing you, uh, sir. Wanted to ask you right off the hop here, um, Stuart. Bryson DeChambeau shot a 58 last week. What is the lowest round you've ever shot? Have you ever gone to like a like a Muni and you absolutely just tore it up? What's the lowest round of golf you've ever shot? I've never shot in the 50s. I've shot really a bunch of times. Yeah, and I'm just I've never shot in the fifties ever, you know, it's just, uh, I think shooting really low rounds is a little bit like holes in one where it's mostly skill part luck. And so some guys it happens, some guys it doesn't happen, but, um, I've shot lots of low rounds, but never, never one time in the fifties. Wow. Uh, that's surprising. How many aces do you have? Depending on which ones you count, I've had around somewhere between seven and 11 if you count the only tournament one seven if you count some of the ones where i've played you know with my friends and whatnot in practice i've had a few more but um on on the pga tour i've had i think seven now that's crazy um wanted to ask you this is a polarizing topic i've seen on social media does a hole in one on a par three course count as a hole in one Stuart sink i think it counts if you if you are playing a golf course and you're hitting from the tee markers, and you're hitting your first shot on that hole with the intention of making a score on that hole, then it should count. Now, I've also played lots of practice holes where one of my practice methods is I'll do my practice session, then I'll go on the course and play four or five holes, just hit some of the shots just to replicate it on the golf course, and I've made an ace in that stretch. Those I don't count. <laughs> okay. But if you're playing around the golf, hitting up from the tee marker, yeah, I, um, I would say you count it. What what's the ugliest hole in one you've witnessed? Ugliest hole in one I've witnessed. Huh, that's a good question because you don't see that many. You know, I mean, I've the the one that hurt me the most. It wasn't very ugly. It was Paul Casey's hole in one in the Ryder Cup against me and Zach Johnson to finish the match. It was oh. a walk off ace. <laughs> so that one, it was a beautiful shot, but it was ugly in the uh, circumstances. Okay, so at what point when that ball was flying? Ones, like, how did that go in? <laughs> right. 
Uh, real quick, Stuart, I saw a buddy of mine uh, playing a nine-hole course in the par three. It was like 180 yards. He had a Sammy Sneed two-iron, Stuart. This is like 20 years ago. Hit a total banana hook, uh, landed four feet in front of the pin, rolls right in for an ace. It was ridiculous. Uh, it was the craziest hole-in-one I've ever noticed. Uh, when that ball was flying through the air with Paul Casey, at what point did you go, uh-oh, that's close? As soon as he left the club face. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, probably before that because uh, they were they played um, Paul and, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on who his partner was now. It's just been long enough. Paul Casey was playing good golf, and uh, just every shot was at the flagstick all day, and we were already about four down with five holes to go or something like that. And, I mean, it was a 205-yard par three, and just, uh, like, I mean – this thing was just bludgeoned right out of the middle of the cliff face, right at the flag. And it's like, as soon as it left, I just remember thinking, we're in trouble. It's... We're really in trouble. And then when it landed, we were like, we're no longer in trouble because we're <laughs> getting on the park and going back in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. It's a, it's a nice problem to have when you're like, oh, these hole-in-ones count, but these ones don't. Like, that's, that's enough hole-in-ones. That seems like a good problem to have. Do you have a favorite one, you know, based on where it was in the tournament or anything like that? Um, I would probably say that my favorite one was also my most recent one. And, um, I'm sorry, my, going back to the problem of having too many, I'm getting confused now. My <laughs> second most recent one, um, at the Masters last year with my mm. son caddying on his 25th birthday, I made an ace on 16, which was really cool, except yeah. it was on Friday and I was missing the cut. So <laughs> that part's done. But it was, a that was probably as far as the panache of the holes in one, that was the highest, um, I made a whole moment when I was in contention at a champions event this year in Dallas at, a, at the uh, KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship. So that was cool, you know, in the final group um, to make a whole one. But really, it's probably Augusta National kind of mm. tops them all when you talk about aces. Mm. You mentioned it was your son's 25th birthday. So who was the, the talk of the celebratory dinner that night? Was it the, the birthday boy or the hole in one? Uh, we we were the whole one was definitely the top subject uh, and the birthday boy because the gloom of missing the cut sort of hung over our family dinner that night and uh, I live in Atlanta Georgia so it's only about a two hour drive to Augusta and unfortunately back on a Friday night so um, it was not a um, a real happy day because of you know the regret of playing poorly at the Masters now, the Masters is such a great event you just don't know how many you're going to be able to play in. And every time you don't play well there, you just feel like it's your last Masters ever. And mm. I hope that's not the case, but it you know it could very well be my last Masters ever. Last year, I was forty what was it, forty eight years old at the time. So um, that's a pretty advanced age to be playing the Masters if you haven't won the Masters. And so it was you know it's always sad when you leave Augusta, and um, you hope to get back there. And of course I do, but it was a cool moment to make the ace, but it was kind of overshadowed by not playing great on the other 35 holes in Mishnika. Stuart, you've played many, many courses across the world, across North America while you're on tour. Um, do you have favorite par three holes that, you know, you are just excited to get up there and, and try and hit the green, try and put it in the cup on the one shot. I do definitely have some par three holes that are exciting. Um, the hole in one aspect, not necessarily as part of it because there's just the great thing about far three holes to me is that the way they're built and designed, the, the really good ones, they just, 
speak to you and they just tell you exactly what you have to do on that shot. Like the holes, especially over on the links courses where we play the open championship, like at St. Andrews, for instance, those, those par threes just tell you exactly what you have to do. And you just know staying on that tee, like I have an assignment. It's a test. I hope I pass. <laughs> and you, <laughs> as soon as the ball leaves, you just know, you, you just know if you hit the right shot or not. And the, the golf courses just tell you that. So um, that's what I like most about the really great par three holes. Um, the par three aspect, it, there's certain holes where you have a hole location that's attractive, like the 16th hole at Augusta. And those pins on the lower side of that green that we all have seen so many times, those holes you do kind of think about, like, what do I need to do to make this ball funnel right down into the hole? And so um, they're pretty rare, but that 16th hole, that's one of the great features of that golf course and that hole particularly is the, the hole-in-one aspect when you stand on the tee. Stuart Sink, PGA and Champions Tour player, the 2009 Open Champion, joining us here on the Speargrass Golf Show. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Obviously, uh, one of the most famous Open Championship victories because you obviously outlasted Tom Watson in 09 at Turnbury. Um, wanted to ask you, uh, Stuart, that year with the Claret Jug, um, at what point did you finally... Like, it was a part of your family there for a year. Did you sleep with the trophy? Was it on your nightstand? Did you wake up every morning and looked at it? Like, what was your year with the Claret Jug like? <laughs> as far as in our house, I, I had a room, and we don't live in this house anymore, but when we were living in our house then, we, I had a room that had some trophies and stuff. I'm not a really big memorabilia person, but um, the year I kept the Claret Jug, I didn't put it in that room. I kept it right out in the center of our house, so... There was almost, it was kind of like the, like the main traffic circle in the center of town or the, the intersection where you just have to go through if you're going from point A to point B. It was like that in our house where if you went from anywhere to anywhere else in our house, if you moved the location, you were going past where the Claret Jug was sitting. And I must have walked by it 10,000 times that year. And every time you walk by, you see it and maybe some other little memory pops up in your mind. And it was strategically placed there by me so that I would always see it and remember it. And so um, that was one of the fun parts about having it was that anytime guests came over, you know, anytime I walked from my room back into the kitchen, it was always like, whoa, is that, is that the Claire jug? And people would be like surprised to see it out like that and not in a case or not in its case, but it was just out like a lamp. <laughs> so um, awesome. I think people enjoyed seeing it. I shared it, the, the clubs around Atlanta where I have memberships, I gave it to them for an entire month each. And so for that period of time during, I'm still hearing stories. In fact, I heard one last night from somebody who was at the club that had the clear jug and they had their member guests and they were doing all sorts of stuff with it. So um, it got <laughs> used very well by the whole community here. Oh, that's it. That's incredible. Have you talked to Tom Watson about that final round yet? Have you guys, have you guys gotten together? Do you, has, has that ever come up in conversation? Obviously not getting up and down and opening the door for you to get into that four hole playoff. Have you talked to Tom Watson about that final round? We talked about more, uh, just general aspects of the experience and the day. And Tom has been, um, He's been great to me since then. I think he, he could have been a little gruffy towards me because he might feel like that I took away that moment from him, but it hasn't been that way at all, not one bit. He's been great. He, in fact, I think he kind of became a, uh, I hesitate to say a fan of mine, but maybe like 
he was really in my corner after that and encouraging to me. And I, I was honored by that. I saw him, um, you know, as the years went on, I saw him a little bit less. But um, he and I would just always chat, and he would always kind of get a quick download on how my game is and all that. Um, but we never really talked specifically about, like, the 18th hole and how, you know, hey, Tom, you know, uh, what did it feel like to bogey that hole and drop back in the playoffs? <laughs> you, know, you know, we didn't. that conversation hasn't ever happened. And it probably won't ever happen because I don't think I need to ask him because I've done the same thing. I've, I've made a bogey to right. drop in the playoffs and then not win. So um, I think if we were maybe more peers, we would have had that conversation. But because of his age and my age at the time, 23 years different, we just probably won't be having that conversation. I, I would enjoy it, and, and he might enjoy asking me questions. But um, that has not happened right. yet. But he's been just a super gracious guy ever since then. Um, obviously, uh, you were well aware that everyone wanted to see you know history, a man of his age, win a major championship. Did you feel like, and this is the biggest moment of your golfing life, winning the Open Championship, an incredible accomplishment like only a handful of people on this planet have ever done, yet you were sort of the villain in all of this. Did you get that sense, or you were so elated that you finally got this done that maybe that that wasn't uh, in the forefront of your mind? When the playoff started, and uh, or the few minutes right around Tom's group finishing and then the organization happening in the playoffs getting started. I didn't get a sense of that. I would call it more of an overt, like slap in the forehead because it was so palpable out there to feel Watson's support. And not that anybody was rooting against me, but I just felt like everyone wanted Tom Watson to win. And I mean, it was just so obvious. <laughs> but it was actually, I think it worked in my favor because it narrowed my focus, not only on like, how the heck am I going to hit the fairway on the first playoff hole? But more like, how am I going to handle myself going into this playoff knowing that no one wants me to win? How am I going to handle it? And so it gave me sort of a, just something else to focus on besides just surely the shots and the results. Because if your mind is not actively engaged on something in golf, it will just naturally gravitate towards the results, which is something out of your control. And there's, a conflict brewing. So um, it gave me something to latch onto. And Tom's presence in the leaderboard that a whole week was something for me to sort of focus on in between shots. And it took my attention away from what I was trying to do. So um, his, his involvement in the whole saga was really a benefit to me that um, I think it really helped me get past the hump and win. Uh, fantastic. Thank you for uh, giving us a window into that just remarkable tournament in 2009. Uh, what does it mean to you playing here in Calgary at the Shaw Charity Classic? When I turned 50, and I've been talking to some players, obviously, leading up to that, I had the Shaw Charity Classic sort of circled from the calendar because of a couple of reasons. Number one, everybody singles it out as one of the great terms on PGA Tour Champions. So, obviously, that's a that, – that, carries a lot of weight with me. Number two, I have always loved playing golf at higher altitude. I love it. Hmm. And uh, one of my favorite tournaments on the PGA Tour for all those years was the tournament we used to play down near Denver hmm. at uh, Castle Pines called the International. And um, it, it hadn't been on the schedule. Probably a lot of your listeners are probably like, what in the world is this guy talking about? Because the tournament <laughs> ended in 2008, 15 years ago. 
But it was one of my favorite tournaments. It, it was my favorite event on the schedule every year. I loved playing there. I played well a lot of times there, too, but I didn't always play great. Never won there. But I just love playing up in the higher altitude. And I know I don't think Calgary's quite as high as Denver. It's maybe 1,000 feet lower. But still, I don't get to play that way very often anymore. And um, I, I just always enjoy sort of the calculating and trying to guess how far the ball's going to go and the temperature. Yeah, there's a lot of scientific stuff that goes on with golf ball that um, you have to mm-hmm. kind of uh, adjust your game to. And so um, the players love it, and I trust what they think, and then uh, also get a chance to play at higher altitudes. And we're going to go visit Banff for a day before. So um, awesome. just love the whole week. Do you like fishing? I, I don't dislike it, but I don't ever mm. do it. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't fish. <laughs> we get that from a lot of the players that come up. Got to make sure I fish while I'm up for the Shaw Charity Classic. So always feel yeah. like I got to ask. It, uh, yeah. It's a golfer thing. I think a lot of the golfers fish, and um, I just never have. I grew up around it. I, I just uh, I never picked it up, really. And, and so, no, nope, I won't be fishing. We'll go up to Banff. We're going to hike one day and uh, just take in the mountains. I just My dad's from uh, actually just up in the mountains west of Denver. So it's kind of just in my DNA to love being in that environment. And uh, living back east, we don't get to experience the uh, mountain scenery and the, the peace and the beauty of the whole place. So um, I feel like it's good recharge of the soul. So that's what I'm planning to do Tuesday. Uh, Stuart, we could talk to you all day. I know your time is limited. Uh, we're excited to watch you at the Shaw Charity Classic coming up here in Calgary. Thanks for your time today. You guys are welcome, and I look forward to being there, and I'll see you in a matter of a few days. All right, sounds good. Love there it. he is, a 2009 Open champion, a PGA Tour and Champions Tour player, Stuart Sink, on the Speargrass Golf Show, brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course, Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience, just 30 kilometers southeast of the city. I could have done that interview for the next hour. I could have done that entire interview on hole-in-one holes and par threes and yeah. Just, I was hooked. Just the window. I don't, I don't think you remember the 09 championship, the no. Open championship, as vividly as I do. But just the sense of a 61-year-old man about to win a major championship and needs to just get up and down on 18 to win the, to win the Claire Jug and then missing it and then Stuart Sink kind of being the villain in all of that was yeah. just phenomenal and Stuart giving us a window into that experience and how we just needed to focus on what he was doing was just truly remarkable that he was able to get it done with all the the pomp and circumstance surrounding Tom Watson potentially winning that major championship just fantastic stuff from Stuart Sink I would I would assume Patrick we're going to replay that interview outside of me calling him Stuart Stink <laughs> yeah no we'll, we'll have that at the noon replay for sure we 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 replay at noon too. <laughs> we have a noon replay, but I I gotta guess at nine. I gotta guess at nine. Here's so the thing: Steinberg's still not back yet, so he's we still got, got a week. We got hours to fill, brother. Yeah, too much Russick. He's back on Monday. Okay, I think. yeah, yeah. Uh, straight ahead, we're giving away some tickets. Get on that phone line. Get on the blower. 403-240-4444. Uh, you call in. One of our callers is going to win the Shaw Charity Classic VIP package worth three thousand dollars. And listen, I'm a math guy, and I will tell you that if you get on as one of the five callers, you have a twenty percent chance to win. Whereas we yeah, look at but- the text line. Your odds are much slighter than twenty yeah. percent. Yeah, like, also, there's already more than ten really good ones here on the text oh, line. Boy. No, but keep them rolling in. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. And if we don't think you're going to win on the caller, we're going to let them go and open up that line again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's really, if it's that's what we'll do. If it's poor, see ya. Gone. We're gonna if it's see good, ya. On hold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll do that next. Giving away tickets to wrap up the week. Big What's show. The What's the phone number? What's the phone number? I gave it out. Four zero three two four zero forty four forty four. I wasn't sure if you did. Sorry, my bad. It wasn't listening. Pay attention, Rose. I'd rather Big not. Show, Russick and Rose, nine sixty. The fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Got about fifteen minutes to go in the program. Uh, we're giving away two packages. Two VIP Shaw Charity Classic packages valued at three grand each. Two honorary observers passes. Two Rogers Clubhouse and Skybox passes. Very simple. We've asked you, the Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than blank. The Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than blank. 960-960, name and location on the text line. You have to put your name and location to have a chance to win. Also, give us a call, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. It's easy. We're going to give a prize away to one of the callers. We're going to give a prize away to one of our texters. It's that simple. Are we ready to do this, Maddie? Are you ready? Patrick, GVP, we're all ready, well, right? I think yes. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. Sit here there. and enjoy, I think. That's my role. Okay, all right. Uh, strap in. Uh, let's get to the telephone line. Let's get to Jeff and Standoff. Is that how you say that? Yep. You bet. It's not like Standoff, and I'm saying it wrong, and people are going to be like correcting me all day. More like Stand Oof, am I right? <laughs> No, it's standoff. Oh, okay, good. Okay, all right, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? What are you up to? Oh, I'm. What are you doing today? For medical transport, I'm waiting to pick up a client. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Thank you for listening, Um, Jeff. The Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than what? Longer than the Lord's contemplation to create our little blue planet. Okay. Uh, you want to hang on the line there? Uh, we got religious there. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Hang on the line there, Jeff. Um, you bet. Okay. Um, all right. There was a phone call. Yeah. Factually accurate. Yeah. The earth did take um, a long time to form. It did. A very long um, time. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, Randy? Randy, good morning. Hey. How are you? Hey, I'm doing. Randy, awesome. where are you calling from, pal? Well, I live in Guadalajara, Mexico now, and I listen to you guys all the time down there. But I'm actually in Ramsey, in Calgary, on an open field, so I could get some quiet peace here to make sure that I win this prize. <laughs> okay, Randy, lay it on me, my man. Okay, longer than George Russick's imaginary. Slash yep. fake list of reasons slash excuses uh-huh. of why he needs to miss work slash be in frickin' Ontario. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not bad, Randy. How long is your list, George? Hang on. And this from a guy who lives in Mexico. Hang on the line, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People who live in glass houses yeah, shouldn't throw stones. It's true. It's true. Hang on the line, Randy. Thank like, you. Isn't, uh, isn't the reason like family and that's kind of it? Uh, like, let's the not list get of... personal on the air. Um, but uh, yes. Um, family, so, uh, let's move on. Family, friends, and, and being home. I don't know if there's much more to the list. 
I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to unfortunately say Jeff and uh, Standoff is probably not going to win today. But I appreciate him calling in, so you can let him go, GVP. I appreciate it as well, but yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, four zero three two four zero forty four forty four. Some bangers 4444. Yeah, there is a ton. Um, let's get to Josh. Josh, good morning. How are you? How you doing? Where are you calling from, Josh? I'm calling from Calgary in the Northwest Ranchlands. Beauty. Let's um, go. What, what's on? What's on? What's on tap today? What's on your agenda? What are you doing right now? Well, I'm I'm just heading to work. Um, okay. I'm feeling great. I was off for a little while. Mm. Um, the Edmonton Elks' is, uh, losing streak is definitely longer than the uh, the uh, tapeworm that I just had removed. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> tapeworm. Yeah. Okay, can you explain to us how fun. you acquired said tapeworm? Oh no. Uh, I'm assuming that it was. Uh, I test Street the limits meat? on food. You know. <laughs> Um, you know, pizza's been sitting out a while. I'm not too sure. They... Well, okay, hold on. Sorry, sorry, Josh. When you say you test the limits on food, <laughs> give us some examples. Yeah. I know you just said pizzas that are out too long, but, like, did you find meat that has been in the sun for a week and you're like, oh, I could probably do this? Like, what are we talking about I here, Josh? I wouldn't go a week, but, uh, you know, uh-huh. I, let's just say I forget my lunches in the car sometimes. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it, I had an iron stomach, I thought, until I'm um, 33. And, uh, I guess, uh, I guess I was taken down by a, by a long little <laughs> son of a gun. Okay. Uh, question for you. Uh, would you suggest somebody who wants to lose weight to acquire a tapeworm? Uh, it worked for me, hundred percent. Okay, hang on the line, Slim Josh. Hang on the line, my friend. All right, All right. I do. That's a strong call, Josh and his parasitic partner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you and your tapeworm can go to the shop. He's Terrence taking class. with him. He's taking yeah. the tapeworm. Like, does the tapeworm need a pass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It definitely needs an honorary observer it pass. Needs security. And I'm also imagining yeah. it with a leash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you name and a tapeworm if you got it? Yeah. Do you oh, name it? Yeah, yeah, you got to name the tapeworm. Of that thing. Yeah. What, were you going to introduce it as my tapeworm? No, it obviously <laughs> needs a name. Yeah. Yeah. This is Here's Dave, Al, my tapeworm. Mytapeworm.com. I was thinking it was Timothy. Oh, my God. It's a Ross Tucker thing. <laughs> it's a Ross Tucker joke. Yeah, wow. T- <laughs> Unbelievable. I was thinking Timothy the tapeworm because, you know, you got to go alliteration when you're naming creatures. I don't mind that. Um, okay, uh, 403-240-4444. I would say right now, I did like Randy's call, mm-hmm. but I would say Josh is the clubhouse leader on the phone line right now. Call in. Uh, a, we still have time. I have a weak 403-240-4444. Uh, GVP, you can probably let Randy go, unfortunately, although I did appreciate his call. And safe travels back to Mexico, uh, Randy. 403-240-4444. 40, uh, 4444, 403-240-4444. Uh, GVP, my man, uh, let's roll in three text messages courtesy of our Sportsnet 960, the fan texting robot, Texty McTexterson. Let's go. Jesse from Nolan Hill. The only thing longer than the Elks losing streak is my dad's trip to the grocery store to get milk. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Papa? Better than smoke? Yeah, yeah, at least you didn't go for darts. Papa, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Okay, it's pretty Fun good. Fun to laugh at ourselves, right? 
Yeah. Well, no, at Jesse's, you know, shattering childhood. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad you're <laughs> laughing at his shattering childhood. Wedley uh, and Bridalwood. The Elks losing streak is longer than George's total vacation bank hours. <laughs> okay. All right. I knew that was coming. Wedley, you're better than that. <laughs> you are better than that, Wedley. Wedley, that's, you're better than that's that. That's low-hanging fruit. What are you, hungover? Come on. Yeah. Come on, Wedley. You're better than that. Tighten it up. Randy already went down that road. <laughs> By the way, I'll talk to you guys Wednesday. Randy. <laughs> Such a clown. Randy already went down that road. Okay. Another one. Squeeze in a couple more before we get to the phone line. Kian in Okotoks. The Elks' home losing streak is a tad longer than Lindholm making a decision if he wants to play for this damn city. <laughs> so dumb. I like that one. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have made a decision either. That, okay. That's like saying, like... Not when, like, there's some UFA money coming your way in July 1st that'll be... Whoop. Well, you take this stuff no, as long as you can, no, man. No, that's irrelevant to me. It's all irrelevant except for the fact that you have no idea what it's going to be like inside the Saddle Dome dressing room this mm, season that's fair. with all okay. of those changes. You mm-hmm. have no idea. Why would you commit to that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We were all stunned when Huberto did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. We're giving away two, count them, two Shaw Charity Classic VIP packages worth $3,000 each one on the phone line, one on the text line, nine sixty nine sixty, name and location. Let's get back to the phones. Let's talk to our man, uh, James and Prittis. James, good morning. How are you? Are you on the tractor? George, George, how are you, brother? Good. I'm. Good. I'm. I'm also good. It's. Fine. Are you on the tractor or no? I am in the tractor. Nice. Uh, I think. The jo- I think. Elk- I think Josh needs to wash his hands before he eats. <laughs> <laughs> and that's advice from a farmer. I like that. Thank you, James. Uh, the Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than blank. James, you're up. Uh, unfortunately, it's longer than the drought we've had for the last five years. Killing the crops, man, and it's really hurting us out here. Oh, oh James. Okay. Not as, it's, not as, yep. it's not as funny, but, you know, it's killing us. Uh, see, James, you're trying to. Thank you. Hang on the line. You're You're making me feel bad. Yes. That, like, I maybe should give it to you because maybe I feel bad about the struggles you've endured with the drought. But at the same time, Josh had a tapeworm, so I'm very <laughs> torn and conflicted. Like, I'm he, torn. He had a tapeworm. Timothy. Yeah, that's what I mean. We gave it a name and everything. We're like, already down left, the road. He left his... You know, he left his ham sandwich with extra mayo steaming in his car all day with the windows up. It sounded like he was okay to eat it after a couple of days. Because he named it Frank. Oh, God. That's a bad name for a tapeworm. All right. Put James on hold in Pritis. A couple more text messages here, Patrick Dumont. What do we got? Dylan from Olds. The Elks home losing streak is longer than the surprisingly long list of things I still do daily to disappoint my parents. Okay, Dylan, I like that one. <laughs> Disappointing parents or... I like that one. Okay, another or, one, please. Or my dad went for milk and never came back. There's some good yep. ones. Couple good options. Okay, keep going. Geo in Airdrie. Edmonton's losing streak is longer than Fergie singing the national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> it was very long. <laughs> it was very long. The flautist, though, was really working it. The flautist. So bad. Uh, let's get back to the uh, the phone lines. Let's get to uh, another Randy. A lot of Randys here. Uh, good morning, Randy. How are you? Good. How are you? 
Uh, Randy, can I ask you a, a, a serious question about my interpretation of the main uh, name Randy and Rod? Can I can I share you my take on this? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Randy and Rod are more of a lifestyle than a name. Confirm or deny? <laughs> well, that's probably true. But when I was younger, it didn't sort of seem to have the same, you know, fancy connotation. Mm. When was but last it does time? now later in life. Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, Randy, um, the Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than blank. Lay it on us. Trudeau's long list of scandals and bad policy. There we go. (laughs) Okay. Hang on the line. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, we broached the two subjects, uh, maybe the the trifecta. Uh, We've talked about religion so far in this contest. We've talked about politics. Who's calling in about abortion coming up next? That'll be the trifecta. Please don't, for the love of God, please don't do that. The Holy Uh, Trinity, George. Yes, yes, thank you. Please don't do that. Uh, Joe, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Where are you calling from, my man? Uh, Calgary, downtown. What are you doing today? What's going on? Uh, Just working another day, working marketing, so it's a busy month in August for sure. Okay, well, that's exciting. You moving, um, moving some prod or what? Marketing, you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I work for an energy company, and I'm sure you guys oh. know the energy rates are brutal right now. So it's, oh, uh, I was going yeah, to ask you, Joe, is there any way you can get us to Edmonton for the uh, Heritage Classic? But uh, clearly you work for an energy company. Um, what do you got for us? The Ed- Your energy bill will be high. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> the, uh, all right, great. Um, Joe, the uh, Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than blank. Laid on us. Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than the list of Donald Trump's indictments. <laughs> ah, he did a voice, too. He did the voice. All right, hang on. Hang on the line, Joe. <laughs> oh, wow. D- back-to-back political. Fun. That one was funny, though. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> the accent was good. But it wasn't a bad Trump. No. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was fine. As soon as he started doing it, I knew what, he, I knew what the voice was, and that's enough for me to be like, that's good. That's good enough. Okay. Okay. Well, He's that's not going to get you an point. SNL audition, but yeah, you're yeah, doing the work. Point. Yeah. Uh, Derek, let's get to Derek on the phone line. Derek, good morning. How are you? Good, guys. How about you? Where are you calling from, Derek? Uh, I'm, oh, I'm from, well, on the road on South Calgary. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, on the yeah. way to work, working? Is that yeah, a pleasure yeah, trip today? No, no, it's work. We're putting in some electrical. So Okay. Uh, yeah. Derek, uh, lay it Real on us, work. my man. Uh, the Edmonton Elks home losing streak is longer than blank. Well, I'd say it's not long enough. That's the correct answer. It's not long enough. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. Everybody on the That's pretty good, Derek. Hang on. Yeah. I want this 2,000 days. I want 2,000 days. Pretty good, Derek. Hang on the line. Patty wants it to go for another two years. You know how I like that? It was the simplicity of it, too. Oh yeah! Not long enough. <laughs> so I liked it. I do. Yes, very good. Okay, I would say because I think I want to do the uh, the phone ones. I think it's down to Josh with the tapeworm and Derek. I agree. Okay, um, because you don't uh, want to give any to text now. You said you'd give some to text. I am. Oh, we're gonna okay. do a couple more. Te- I know we're running late here, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's Friday. I've texted it's been a my long guest. Week for I've texted all of us. my guest. He's okay. Yeah, it's we've we've had a long week. Um, let's get to Patrick. How many are like terrific that we can do here? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> like 
Four, five, six, how many? Okay, let's play four. Four. Okay, and this is what we're going to do. Uh, after the ones we've also heard, I want GVP to select the text winner today. Alrighty. <laughs> all righty. <laughs> Pressure, pressure's okay, on. All right. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. Trent go. in Calgary, the Elks losing streak is longer than the 14 surgeries I've had because of a workplace accident I had falling in a septic tank 35 feet. Heavens. Oh, my goodness, Trent. Wow, that's a... That's a lot of surgeries. 35 stories. 35 feet, not Peace. stories. <laughs> he, he wouldn't would, be alive. He would be dead. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 35 feet. Okay. Into a septic tank, that no less. Socks. Yeah. That really sucks. That's not ideal. <laughs> that okay. sucks. Yeah, that oh. sucks. S-U-X Hope you're sucks. okay now, Trent. All right. Keep okay. them rolling. Okay. Gabe in Calgary. The Elks home losing streak is longer than I've been at my stupid job dealing with stupid people. <laughs> Some bitterness there. <laughs> What's that person's name? That's Gabe. Gabe well, working Gabe, at... I can uh... relate, Gabe. Gabe, I can relate. <laughs> Wait, what did you just hey, say? what? Oh, Pardon me? <laughs> Next one. All right. <laughs> Sonny at Cheadle. The Edmonton Elks losing streak is so long that the Dead Sea was only sick when they last won. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old one. He also could have went longer than when Burger King was just a prince. Could have went there. He could have went there. It's a good one. Like we all know, the Black Sea was sick for very long. It was hard to watch. <laughs> you know, it was finally time. You know, yeah. he was done with his suffering. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. And it, but it was right. a long time. Okay, a couple more. A couple, couple more. more. Okay. Dan and Carstairs. The Elks' home losing streak is longer than in turn Ben's coverage of the Women's World Cup tournament. <laughs> yeah, that, today's report was a little lengthy. A little, I'm not going to lie. I get it two minutes. <laughs> it's a little lengthy. I uh, thought it was great. I, I thought it was terrific, Very too. good information. And yeah, lots of information. Goal scores, I like I asked for. I recognized very like two well of the done. names. It was good. Okay. <laughs> okay. How many more, Patrick? Two? You want to play two? Okay. Two, and then let's go. Okay. Ian in Airdrie. The Elks' home losing streak is longer than my shift on the porcelain bus after a night of whiskey and Taco Bell. <laughs> porcelain bus. My shift. <laughs> Why is it a bus? <laughs> yeah. Hop it? on. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy <laughs> ride. <laughs> 365 to watch. Uh, to ride, sorry. My bad. <laughs> to watch? Jeez. Okay. Great okay. job. Okay. All right. One more. One more. Gary in Calgary. The Elks' losing streak is longer than Pinocchio's nose at a liar's convention. Nah, that's too bad. GVP cri crickets, please. Yeah, it's too crickets. bad to end on a... What's that, a How about this one? How about this one? We can't end on that one. Dated Disney Wyatt joke. Langdon. The Edmonton Elks' losing streak is longer than the amount of letters needed for the back of Jaeger Sharangovich jersey. <laughs> wonder how many Sharon Govich jerseys That's we're going to get. All right. Like okay, GVP, which text did you like the most? I'm in between the porcelain bus and Dead Sea. Oh. Uh, I think we're going to go with Dead Sea guy, though. Oh, okay. Who was wow. his name? I believe that's Sonny. Sonny, Sonny play it again. The Edmonton Elks losing streak is so long that the Dead Sea was only sick when they last won. Uh, congratulations, Sonny and Cheadle. Uh, you're going to the Shaw Charity Classic Where is with an old-school joke. Uh, you won two honorary passes and two Rogers Clubhouse and Skybox passes worth $3,000. Apologies to all those we couldn't get to. We have two callers still on the line, right? Josh and Derek. Yep. Yes. Okay, let's get to Josh first. Uh, Josh. 
If I give Hello? you the tickets, because I'm going to ask Derek the same question, who are you taking? Okay. Oh, I'm going to. I'm definitely going to take my uh, best friend there, who is uh, who's got a bit of a limp. He loves golf, but he can't really play it. <laughs> okay, hang on the line, Josh. Hmm. Mm, that's tough. Best he's trying to play to my heartstrings, yeah. and I have a cold, dead heart, which is not <laughs> probably not the best way to do it. Uh, Derek, let's get Derek on the line. Yeah. Derek, who are you taking if I give you the tickets? Uh, I'm going to tug at your heartstrings, but I'm actually not going to go. I'm going to give it to my dad and my nephew. My dad just lost his dog, so <laughs> that's who God, why do you guys got to do this to <laughs> me? Oh, no. Why do I got to be Yo, the bad guy? You got to pick this dog. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. going home. See you, See you bud. We're, We're tapping out. Yeah. Tapping out. <laughs> Uh, Derek, have you ever had a tapeworm? I haven't. It's not like I haven't tried. I love my rare steaks. You know, I wish I could give a ticket to you and a ticket to Derek, uh, Josh. <laughs> Derek and Josh, you could both go together, but I can't do that. <laughs> you can flip I love it. dogs. Congratulations, Derek. Oh. You win. Damn it! Woo! <laughs> That's against my... Because you know I don't buy anything with kids. You tell me about your kids, you're never going. But your yeah. dad just lost his dog, and this is going to cheer him up. Damn you, Derek. <laughs> Congratulations, you win, pal. $3,000 um, package. Uh, your dad and your nephew are going to the Shaw Charity Classic VIP uh, passes, two honorary observers passes, and two Rogers Clubhouse Skybox passes. Congratulations, pal. Hold on the line. We'll get your deets, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. All it right. was that day that the Grinch's heart grew three sizes. Yeah, enlarged heart, and it's yeah. a very serious medical condition. Okay. What do you got? What do you got coming up on Mucho Big Show, Patrick? Oh, well, we'll do a little preview of the Stamps and Lions. Got uh, Matt Baker from uh, from the BC Lions. He's going to talk. Matt uh, Baker, the touchdown maker? Yes. Yeah, okay. he's going to We're going to talk. I don't know if he's a touchdown he's maker. see Patty's eye. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bro. But, yeah, we'll talk some Lions and Stamps uh, around the corner. Okay, uh, great job. Um, oh, it's been a long week. Uh, Shut we'll talk up. to you Tuesday. We'll oh, talk to you Wednesday. Wednesday. So annoying. Uh, we'll talk to you Wednesday. Uh, Matt Rose will be back Monday, Tuesday with yeah. a whole host. Of, who are you doing the show with Monday, Tuesday? I have no idea. Me. I thought you were here next week. You're doing me. Yeah, I am. Me. From Wednesday Monday, to Friday. Tuesday. Yeah. Bye, George. Have fun, guys. See have a great ya. weekend. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog. <laughs> Hey, Matt, I don't know about you, but I didn't get charged for any drinks yesterday. Sure it is. GVP is in the other room, trying to dry out after drinking all those beers <laughs> over on. the weekend. <laughs> Dude, just full D-Gen. Whoa, 40, full D-Gen. 41 beers over the yeah. weekend. I had 41 cores like. Oh, can I suck on that boat? <laughs> oh, you left me some grizzle? Thank you, sir. Apparently, Kyle Dubas has been super horny. Patty has a secret. <laughs> we okay. can share the bed. Despite, you know, you being you, he's still a big fan. Why, like, why do you got to say that right away? <laughs> oh. Hard. Stop. Hard drop on the... Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Somebody's driving and they're going to swerve. If... <laughs> All right, we'll go to break. Get that guy away from me. <laughs> so I'm going to kick him in the shins right on the first hole. <laughs> you know what? Uh, we call it a tuck. A totally useless cocktail at the end of the night, <laughs> and that that got a lot of us. Because uh, I had the total yips two years ago. I tried left-handed. That, that was not good. And went back to a long putter, and I am back. I was wearing a pink shirt. I was getting a lot of Canon Barbie chirps thrown my way. Um, 
<laughs> which was you valid. You kind of do look like Ken. Thank you. You could, be a Ken. You could, you could look all. worse, so I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> um, I'm just Ken. I want to ask uh, Stuart Sting, Stuart Sink, <laughs> shall we say good morning to Stuart Sting. Uh, Stuart, Stuart Sink. Oh my goodness. Sink. I would rather drown, Maddie. Yes. Than be the dude hugging the other dude on a sea do. Slap some flex seal on this sucker and get her across flex the seal. ocean. Flex seal. <laughs> All right. I feel swept. Yeah. <laughs> I put an entire can of flex seal on this screen door and I've made a boat. But with flex seal clear, you can see right through this boat. Hello, fishy. I want to share the bed with you, Maddie. Yes. I could be Big Spoon. That's all, folks.